0: warning what you are about to hear are the thoughts of four ordinary dudes with no agenda and absolutely no filter please do not attempt any of this at home and try not to get bought hurt welcome to the dude to dude podcast what well, am my fault <laughs>
1: <laughs> it. i didn't hit the button all
2: right we're gonna roll with it you can edit yeah Hey dudes, I'm Matt. I'm a 20-year-old married dad to two boys. I work as a maintenance tech and I'm also sort of an avid gamer.
3: Hi dudes, I'm Jimmy. I'm a chef by profession and an avid gamer as well. And I also like to uh, pick people's minds.
1: What's up? My name's Jonathan. I am a carpenter by trade. I'm 33 years old and I consider myself very patient.
0: Hey guys, uh, I'm Billy, I'm a meat cutter by trade, and I keep fish tanks by hobby. Uh, This is the Dude to Dude podcast, uh, our first episode, and welcome. Uh, Today everyone's just kind of staring around, staring at me, which is a a little weird. Um, Well, you're the one that's talking right now. Yeah, but I don't think anybody was really prepared for this,
3: does not like, you guys were like, yeah, let's podcast, and then... I'm good now that my mic situation's fixed. <laughs> yeah,
0: we did have some technical difficulties before we started if recording. you not want
2: but... to be stared at, put the football game on TV. <coughs>
0: uh, no, no football in this house, except for when the uh, fiancé demands it, because I can't stand that. But anyways, not the point that's a world
1: reversal and a half there (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's a bunch of guys running around in tights uh sports ball should probably edit that out um so i'm gonna go ahead and make a mark right there but uh that being said um you know we're gonna talk a little bit just about random shit that regular dudes talk about uh you know i had this idea for a podcast um years ago when i moved down to florida uh I just, I missed my friends, and I would have really liked being able to sit down with somebody and have, you know, a, a conversation where I felt I was, you know, maybe not even involved, but that I, I could feel comfortable with, and it just felt like my friends were having a conversation. So uh, I'm hoping that we can give that to you guys and uh, make you feel, you know, comfortable, make you feel like you're one of us.
3: One of us. One
0: <laughs> of us. One.
1: Sharkbait, sure
3: <laughs>
0: um, you know, so that being said, today we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple different subjects, a couple different topics. We're gonna start with chivalry, uh and why it's dying or why people think it's dying. Um and I'm gonna go ahead and hand this right off to Jimmy. Um me and him have kinda conversed about this a few times and uh you know, I I, I like his opinion on it. We we kinda match up. Um
3: Yeah. Yeah, so um, the way I see it, I guess, is it's just dying because people aren't bringing, like, not being raised with the same manners. Like, you might still be respectful, but it's different than it was back in the day.
1: Times have changed, no doubt about it. Um, But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people are so caught up in technology nowadays and it just helps them wall themselves off from the actual world, which gives them more mindset to the selfishness of their own agenda.
0: Well, yeah, it's hard to be chivalrous when you you're you know, focused on number one. Well, not even that, but a lot of people have a hard time paying attention to someone that's two feet away from them and you know not sitting and looking on their phone. Right.
2: A lot of it really is instant gratification if you think about it. So, go ahead. Well, for instance, like nowadays, we it's like what I said to an extra friend a couple of days ago the fact of social media has destroyed relationships of any form between people, whether it's romantic or just a civil relationship. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, by civil, I mean like, like how you interact with people on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, just normal people. Um, yeah people are so used to you know not interacting face-to-face that social media becomes the norm especially with younger people nowadays Um, i mean i i see it with you know generations that you know i grew up and there was aim and instant messenger and all that kind of stuff but it it really seems like today it's taken a totally different step Uh, i had a cell phone when i was quite young um i you know I had to do weekend minutes and all that, but that being said, I didn't let it rule my life the same way that these kids, you know, and and I don't want to say allow it to, but it's put in front of their face. They have a, a touch screen, they have video games, they have movies. It's I didn't have that as a child.
1: I want to touch on that actually. The um the fact that you're saying that these kids have these things in their faces, and I feel like a lot of it has to do with it's the way that society's going towards the ease of doing things number one there's going to be a lot of jobs phased out as technology progresses it just it's inevitable but these kids just glued to their screen because their mom and dad that they're using that as the babysitter now oh great they're not getting an actual babysitter where you've got social interaction you learn respect things like that you you, you the keyboard warriors yeah that's what yeah. they all are
0: so i i for now i, I want to put off what you said about the uh you know technology taking over jobs because me and jimmy actually uh talked about that today um another topic down the road I, yeah but uh, that being said what makes you feel you know that way
1: i feel like part of it is um well, like you had said, you had, a, you had a phone at a young age. I didn't get a phone myself until I was 18, and I was paying for it myself. Same. I learned oh. the respect for that device because I was earning it myself, whereas no. kids nowadays, they're handed it, like I said, as a babysitter, and they take it for granted.
3: Yeah. I mean, same way with me. Like, I didn't have a cell phone until later in life either, and like shit, I didn't even switch to a smartphone until f- way late into that trend, you know? Like right. I, I, I just used a phone to freaking call people, you know, and that's that's it. Like, it wasn't... I don't even think I had a smartphone when me and you first met back in college. I definitely didn't. Yeah,
0: I think we both... Uh, I, I think I had an envy at that time. You remember those? Yeah, they you hit, probably did. They had a keyboard? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. A little slide-up cool. keyboard. Yeah, you, like, slid it up, and it had the whole... Uh, yeah, that was, that was yeah, the I cool know, thing. I just had some prepaid
1: bullshit, you know? Just, I think my just first whole smartphone people. was, like, a Sony Ericsson. Sony Ericsson? Yeah. I remember those, man. Mine was a Nokia. And I, I actually had have. jailbroken it <laughs> I so I could have. upgrade <laughs> the uh, Android version in it, because they wouldn't let me. I was like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, I do
3: not even know what my first smartphone was. Some. <laughs>
2: I will piggyback off that and say cheap it, off you know, the
3: shelf thing probably. <laughs> yeah.
2: As a dad to two boys, one of being a six year old, my six year old knows more about my smartphone and how to use it than I do.
1: Yeah, that's that's and, wild. And, and that's, that's part the of the inheritance of the knowledge because it Dude, it's it's crazy how times are changing because kids are like inheriting these abilities that we all had to learn growing up, but they're coming out like they already fucking Well, I mean, it's not
3: even that. It's just that it's more readily available for them to learn upon. Right. Like computers and technology and shit when we were growing up wasn't wasn't around as much.
0: But but that being said, it kind of was. And generationally, for what we had, we knew a lot more than, like, say what our parents knew. Like, I I remember being young on the computer showing my parents, you know, hey, you can do this, 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 and this. Right. And it's because our generation had access to, to that and similar technology you know at a younger age than they did we were able to grow up with it and well it was also as had, the technology
1: was being developed at the same time so and, that's what helped us grow up with it too
0: but and then same thing generationally my parents had and new stuff that their parents didn't right and i think it, it's a continuous thing i think that's part of the human development well, i mean
3: it's also like yeah sure we got but, we got a lot of technology and stuff when we were what eight to ten, you know, something like that. These kids are coming out, and there's an iPad right there. Boom.
0: So uh, generationally, um, it it basically I think it breaks down to uh, a couple of things. Generationally, our children aren't being taught it the same as the generation before. So, you know, we're not teaching our kids chivalry the way that we were taught. And our parents didn't teach us the way that their parents taught them. And I think a lot of that comes down to gender equality. And, you know, people... When women started wanting to be treated equal, men were able to to do that, but still show respect. And it, it was a long time before I think women were able to actually be themselves uh, and be comfortable with themselves and once they did men kind of realized well if you're comfortable with yourself and you want to be yourself well we're gonna let you be yourself you're a strong independent woman woman I'm gonna let you open the door for yourself I'm gonna let you you know do all these things for yourself that normally
1: I wouldn't it, it comes with the changing times basically Definitely, but I mean,
0: to that degree, when you say it comes to the changing times, I mean that's that's along the generational line. So, it all kind of unfolds into the same thing. Like, I mean, I I've been yelled at for simple things like holding a door open for a girl on a date. Um, Same, been there. (laughs) And I, so it makes it hard and it's confusing. Uh, I I think a lot of men feel that way, especially about this subject.
1: Well, see, I was always brought up and taught that you treat others the way you want to be treated and respected, bar none, regardless male or female. So with me, chivalry was, it it just kind of came hand in hand with the respect everyone else kind of deal. Hold the door open, it don't matter who the hell is behind you, you know, especially for elderly or...
0: But that's different than chivalry. Chivalry is, you know, you're going out on a date and you purposely walk over to the passenger side door and hold it open
3: for a young lady. (coughs) Chivalry is throwing your coat into a puddle so she doesn't get her feet wet.
2: So, (laughs) I was actually, like, a week ago talking to a friend about this, and she flat out told me that she believes the dawn of the dying of chivalry was toxic feminism. 100%. I... Now, if you think of it, the aspect of, like, people say toxic, tosc- toxic masculinity nowadays. You know, and um, now you hold a door open for a woman. I can hold my own door, thanks. Yeah, sure. I know you can, but I still wanted to do it for you because that's what you do.
1: Right. Well, that's what I was saying, like, the, the, the hand-in-hand-with-the-respect thing when growing up is I just do that. It doesn't matter if it's chivalrous or respectful. It's just that's the way I was brought up
2: the over push for equality has killed the magical esque for lack of a better term that we used to view women. We used to view women as sacred and you jump in front of the bullet, you step in front of the train, that kind of thing for as Jimmy put, you know, putting your coat down on the ground so she doesn't get her feet wet. Same thing. We ain't gotta get a comic book here. We can Well I I that. think
0: modern day society has done that altogether. Um I mean and I can't even just say modern-day society, but society in general within the past, say, 50 years, uh, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. Um, Women have been over-sexualized. They have been... And I I don't want to say over-sexualized because they've been sexualized. I mean, women are sexy. Men are sexy. We as humans are sexy individuals. It's okay to think that. Um, And... But as a child, it's put into your face a lot differently than it was years ago. Um, you know, I grew up with, you know, uh, bikini posters on my walls, and I'm pretty sure that my father did too. I don't think my grandfather had that. I don't think his father had that.
2: They didn't have bikinis back then.
0: I uh, think they've had bikinis. <laughs> they've had bikinis since, like, the 20s, dude. Yeah. Poor 80s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, that being Joke said, over <laughs> I, I, I think that as our society has grown, as, you know, we have people have grown, that things have changed. Um, and I think that this shows that, you know, in, in a very obvious way towards a lot of, for a lot of people, that it, it shows how much society has changed. And it's kind of a, a jaw dropper when people realize it.
2: Nowadays, man, if you even ask a young buck what, what the view of chivalry is, they can't even give you an answer because they don't even know.
1: They don't even know what the word means. They've never heard the fucking word.
0: Well, I mean, that being said, do you guys know where the word come from? I mean, it's like old medieval yeah. times. Yeah, it's a it's old a medieval, English. Well, it's a medieval knightly code for morals, religious values, and so on. Um, and then somewhere along the line, it got changed into more of um, being you know, a gentleman. Yeah, especially towards, you know, men over women. Um, and, you know, I, I think the definition right then and there, uh, you know, men over women, is exactly why it died out. Because men are no longer over women. Uh, we are equals.
1: I can agree with that.
2: Go from another standing point, too. You could look at music. A lot of our music nowadays, a lot of what us guys listen to, they don't. Hold women to the same perspective as what you would in chivalry. You know, it's more objective. Oh, yeah. Get Whether, your rocks off, uh, your views off. Not even that. Whether it's it's
0: country music, rock music, uh, you know, hip-hop music, it, it doesn't really matter. There's You're going to find something in that subculture that's going to objectify women. And, you know, it's... It, the thing is though is it's, it's not like race it's sex is different some women i don't want to say like to be objectified because that's definitely not the right term but some women like to be looked at some women appreciate that you know men look at their bodies that's why yeah, they some some women definitely want to be desired yeah and that's a great way to put it some women definitely want to be desired by either male or female or non-binary people um but
2: there's a small phrase for that. Daddy issues.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's. We're going to
1: have to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. No <laughs> spicy talk. Bill,
2: try not to get butt hurt.
3: <laughs> Listen, there's some things you got to stay away from. Uh, that's one of them. Daddy issues. <laughs> So if you're going to bring that up, say Odepest Complex, okay? Because then a lot of other people Boom. don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and yeah, it's not so in your face. Drop the knowledge bomb, Jim. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right.
0: Mark out and restart. Uh, so that being said, Matt, um, why why do you think that, you know, chivalry towards your son is – what do you think that ch- chivalry for your son is going to be in his generation? Uh, I mean, I, do you mind it, how, saying how old your
2: son is? He's six. Yeah. Okay. Good, my oldest is six. Did you already but, say um, that?
0: Yeah. Oh, I apologize. I
2: think so. Maybe, maybe not. Okay.
0: Well, either way, um, you know, what do you think it's going to be for his generation?
2: If I succeed at my job as being a father of raising him, um pretty hopefully close to what my views are. You know, even with my wife, I still try to open doors for her occasionally. Half the time she beats me to it because she's taller, got longer, thinner legs, and gets to the car faster. Matt's built like a hobbit. <laughs> that's not even, like, that's that's accurate. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, when we walk, I get mad at my wife all the time because I try to make her walk on the inside of the street whether a car's going by and it's going to splash water on us, or if not, the way people drive nowadays, <laughs> drive well, ours might be the car, yeah. <laughs> well, I, that
0: being said, I, I, mustering people. I just had this conversation with Aurelia the other day. Um, I, you know, continuously try to push her. Not I don't want to push her, but I continuously try to walk on the outside of her, and I will, you know, push my shoulder so that she, you know, gives me the space. But she got mad at me the other day and she's like, Why do you always do that? And I had to explain to her. I was like, Well, there are a couple different reasons. One, if there's a crazy car coming through, I'm the first one that gets hit. Uh, two, if there's a big puddle and the car comes through, I'm the one who gets splashed, not you. Um, you know, it's, there's a couple different reasons that I, I was taught to do this. And, you know, chivalry. It, and that's
3: exactly it. My grandfather taught me that it was very important to him that I knew this. And I so see. the funny thing is is though originally it was the other way around. Really? Because back in those times they were throwing shit out their window. Literally. Oh, so you so closer to the house you would be closer in the houses so you would be the one to get covered in oh. shit. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> delicious.
2: Do you actually know where the start of actually the switch is? Because, like he said, you know, they used to empty chamber pots out windows and stuff like that. It switched at the dawn of times of transportation. When we start going for more motorized forms of transportation, and I mean even including horses, you know, horses and horse-drawn carriages, you know, getting checked by a carriage wheel coming down the road, or, you know, at that point they didn't have paved roads like we have. So you go down, and you get a big old carriage going by, and there splashes mud or God knows what
1: else. Runs over your foot.
2: Exactly. But it started around then, but there also used to be a secondary reason as to why. If you walk on the outside and your woman walks on the inside, you do of the arm that she's holding her person, and you lock arms. That way, if somebody tries to run through and grab that, you now can keep control of the situation. Hmm. Those two things that were explained to me when I was getting my bastard! <laughs> I honestly
0: never even thought about that. Yeah, that, hmm. me- that makes a ton of sense. Um, I'm going to start paying attention to that
2: now. And now if you think about it, you know, women don't have to do that. Women still carry purses, but a very small percentage of women now do compared to large form you know you got all your cards on your phone or
0: yeah i was just gonna say that even if they your purse does get snatched it's not quite the same as it was you know what i mean you just call and cancel your cards real quick not many people carry cash on them anymore um i I, as a guy i still try to carry a little bit of cash um nothing crazy but it, it doesn't make sense anymore everywhere that i go takes cards you know what i mean i i grew up in the inner city where you know cash is king so I, I grew up where, you know, you, you didn't really trust banks. You didn't use credit cards. You did use debit cards. Um, so it, it was a transition for me for sure, but I've lost my wallet since then, and I was glad there was only 20 bucks in it. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I think that's another topic of, of conversation for sure is the digitizing of money. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, now this is normally the part of an episode where you would hear an ad, but we're not going to ask you to go buy a product. Instead, we're going to ask that if you get some value out of this episode, if you laughed, if, you know, any part of it was worthwhile to you, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your social media. Let people know about us. If you think it'll help, It'll probably help. Jimmy, what's the last chivalrous thing you've done for your lady?
3: Mean yeah. I don't know. I really don't. Like, honestly, I couldn't couldn't say. It's just probably been a while, to be honest. Okay. And, uh... No, you guys are in a long-term
1: relationship, yeah. right?
0: You've been together for how many, how many years?
1: Over eight now, I believe. Yeah, okay. So, I mean... Yeah, because Lydia and I have been together just as long. That doesn't mean that the chivalry goes away, Jimmy.
3: Well, I mean, she's also a strong, independent female, so, you know... That's true. As as, as my, yeah. Becca is a very strong woman. And someone once told her, yes, she's a strong, independent female that don't need no man. So. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Um, So, yeah, she, I mean, sometimes I feel like she could get a little upset if you do something more chivalrous. But, I don't know. There's, like, she forgot, I mean, it's not really chivalry, but she forgot to put freaking laundry in the uh, dryer or washer and dryer last night so what i did is i ran downstairs and hand washed the shit while she was in the shower threw it in the dryer so it was dry so she could go to work see that was sweet that uh, yeah that's sweet. Sweet. i mean it's not really chivalrous though no, no but
1: you're still thinking of her yeah okay you're so trying to help her out
0: so what is the difference between chivalry and thinking about her Food. I mean in, in all seriousness because it was it was it was very sweet of you um I know personally like if I didn't have laundry and someone did that for me I would have been very grateful it was work clothes I assume yeah 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 so I, I would have been super grateful for that um so mm-hmm. if that's not considered chivalry uh, like what what do we consider chivalry and what's the difference between that and caring about somebody and is it no longer chivalry once you do care about somebody and, like, you're in a committed relationship? Is that just how the relationship is supposed to be?
3: Quite possibly, because, I mean, chivalry is more for everybody. Strangers. You know what I'm saying? Like... Chivalry is, like, more in the First cor- and foremost, nobody, nobody stages, practices full chivalry anymore. It's almost impossible to do so. Like, are you standing up every time a woman enters a room? I'm not. <laughs> well, no, I also wasn't brought up to do so. Right. Now,
0: what were you saying, though, John?
1: Well, like I feel like a lot of guys who even still know what chivalry is focus on it more in the courtship stages of their relationship. Whereas there are some guys like Chim who just they've never done it because he's got a strong independent woman who doesn't like that kind of stuff. Me on the other hand, I do chivalry or I like to try and think I do chivalry stuff for my woman all the time. I will open the car door for her every once in a while. I will walk on Mm -hmm. the outside of the street so as to be the one to get splashed and whatnot. You know, I'll do those little things without thinking about it because I was just, again, that's, but that goes back to me being raised that way. So I guess I was raised to have some chivalry.
0: Well, yeah, I think we all were. I mean, you guys wouldn't be my friends if I didn't think you were decent people. I think most decent people have some chivalry in them.
2: I think that's kind of what chivalry has become. Chivalry has stopped being seen as a chivalrous act and just seen as common decency.
1: Yeah, I I agree with Matt. I feel like the definition of chivalry has changed yet again in the new times that we're now living in.
0: So that brings us back to... Mm -hmm. Full circle. Kind of. It brings us back to the the gender equality. Uh, I mean it's common courtesy for everybody not just the opposite gender anymore Right. that being said common courtesy
1: is dying correct (laughs) so is common sense but
2: common sense is a flower that does not grow in every garden very true my friend very true I like to say common sense ain't so common (laughs) You know, that was actually a really good point of yours, you know, asking Jim over here what the most recent chivalrous thing he's done because it kind of makes you think, like, damn, like, do I actually believe in this and or am I talking out of my ass because I can't even remember the last time I did something for my old
3: lady. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about it, you know, carrying things for her. She fills my pockets all the time because, you know, women's clothing still don't have fucking pockets. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> weird, yeah. Um, don't get that one. So, like, I'm a portable pack mule for
1: pretty, pretty often, you know. Do you know how to tell difference between male and female colo, they, regardless of whether it looks unisexual or not? Uh, they're from yeah, pockets. The side of the zippers and yep.
0: buttons. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, it's usually the zippers and
0: buttons. Uh, they're left-handed for ladies, right-handed for men. Yep.
2: Shit, I what was that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a hoodie that I own. It's, like, my hoodie. I've had it. I bought it. Um, didn't realize it had a left-handed zipper on it. Don't care, still rock it. Love that hoodie.
2: Man, you're have you are gonna get nothing cat, wrong oh with it,
1: <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it, dude.
3: Yeah, man's gonna be going home. Huh? Mm. The zipper's okay. I oh, gotta put this one <laughs> <off. God. laughs> out. I need okay, to go
2: get a new wardrobe. <laughs> Listen, I am not afraid. All right, I have a pair of And One sweatpants that she bought. They're for guys, but they were hers. But yeah. they're not hers no more. My old
1: lady wears dude clothes, all the fucking time. it's about the only thing she's comfortable in.
2: Yeah,
3: but salmon. salmon colored what, Jimmy?
1: Salmon colored shorts.
3: Short short? That's, they're not.
1: Are they long like long shorts? Are they sure. like khaki golfer shorts? Yeah, pretty much. Should you be out on the fucking green putting night? Yeah.
0: Well, with how pasty he is, dude, he might scare somebody. This thing is new. I mean,
3: I'm just the, the beard alone. Are you kidding? I wear him when I go to Florida. I just fucking go out there, wade in the water, matching with the freaking flamingos and see, shit. No, I can see <laughs> him is running
2: around in a pair of salmon-colored short shorts, some Kool-Aid on his lips, and a pair of pumps.
0: Yeah, that sounds about accurate, actually. I feel like
2: DMX made a song about this, bud. <laughs>
0: all right next talking point gentlemen uh is how to talk to your boss uh and i was actually quite interested to hear this one uh again remember i I don't think i'm going to actually post this so
1: um but we'll still practice run
0: yeah let's treat it as a real conversation um try to stay off of you know odd subjects but you know be honest here really talk about how you feel and again I'm not going to post this your boss isn't going to hear it so let's let's talk about it because I am truly from the bottom of my heart interested in how you guys feel about this subject because it's something that I really struggle with and I, I think a lot of people do
1: well I guess I'll be the one to start us off then since I'm the one that brought the subject up Um, and I've more or less I kind of real, come to this realization myself as of recently because of you know life puts us all through a bunch of fucking struggles you know and something i've realized myself is your boss is human oh yeah your boss has gone through shit. your boss has probably been in your shoes nine times out of ten to get where the fuck he is i feel like it couldn't be too much more true far from the truth for my certain case just because my boss grew up with practically nothing he's built himself out of fucking nothing in 20 year time and now we're like you know one of the best construction companies in the fucking city he's got work for years but um that's awesome dude yeah it really, it really is, is. Getting, getting back to the the topic is like he's a human you know he, he built himself up that way and he's 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 a good guy that's taught me a lot about just being a good person myself, and I look at him as a huge male role model in my, in my life because he's, you know, he's helped me figure shit out in life that I probably wouldn't have otherwise figured out. Um, But he's, like, fucking... Like, if you're going through a struggle, and perfect case, I, I asked for a raise recently because I was, you know struggling making shit meet bills what not as we all do from time to time but you know we had this fucking pandemic going on I'm not getting too many hours cause I'm working out at his house so I'm getting like 35 hours a week I'm used to working 50 you know so my budget was taking a huge fucking hit and I, I worked that way for like 7 months yeah, that's huge. and then gas started going up all this shit so you know I went, first thing, refinanced my car. Bam, that's an 80-buck fucking saving right there a month. But then it's like, all right, well, that ain't enough because, you know, food costs are going up. Everything's going up because inflation is never fucking ending. So I told him straight up, I was like, you know, I hate talking about money. I don't like talking about that shit, especially with your boss because that, as you said, Bill, is a very difficult subject. Yeah. So... I just approached it as, you know, as honest as I could and told him, listen, you know, I feel like I've learned a lot in these last few months, if not this last year. I feel like my skills have improved. And I'm struggling here, though. You know, I'm not getting as many hours. I feel like I would, and I gave him a straight number. I was like, I feel like if I made this much money, I'd be comfortable to move on, you know, keep doing what I'm doing, keep plugging along going towards my own goals he's like well i didn't even realize i was paying you that much already and like so he didn't even think of it you know he's just like all right here you go
0: you know that being said i think you really hit the nail on the head honesty i think if you approach anybody with honesty your boss included um you know as long as you're not going in there and you know talking to him like uh Honestly, I hate your guts. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you go in and approach them as a real person with true honesty, I think that people respect that. Um, you know, it, it's hard not to respect that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I feel like it comes along with the fact that my boss is such a good boss, and he's a very easily an approachable guy. Like, not, not. I'm not saying everybody's that lucky to have a boss like that. I know there's a lot of bosses out there that are straight fucking dickheads and they don't belong in the position they're in and the powers have gone straight to their fucking dome those are the kind of people you have a hard time talking to and that's understandable but if you feel like you're in a position like that that maybe you shouldn't be in that job not saying that to be an asshole but if you don't love what you do every day regardless of what job it is don't do it flipping burgers putting houses up fucking cutting meat you know whatever don't fucking do it if you don't enjoy it or if you don't at least have a good time doing it like if you don't get along with your coworkers, your boss is an asshole you hate your job and it's driving you to depression then you definitely don't fucking belong in it i would i would rather be jobless than deal with that kind of shit that would make me fucking suicidal yeah
0: you you got to find something that makes you somewhat happy um and and i know not everyone can go find their dream job right off the bat right you got to find a job where you're comfortable and that you enjoy going to work and you don't wake up hating it every single right, day. Exactly. I, I've been there. That's rough. It is. Oh. We've all been there. You know, and, and that being said, my boss is my family. Um, so I, right. Have so a whole nother step that I have to go through. Uh, right. I, that's yeah. I know where they came from. Um, and like your boss, they were regular people, man. They, they made a business for themselves. Um, and they did a great job at it. Uh, I mean, for anyone in the area that would know, it's you know, it's a really well-known meat market in the area. Um, but that being said, going to talk to them as a boss is, I believe, at least for me personally, it's even more awkward. Um, I feel like I have a different obligation to them. Like I know where they're coming from, not only as business people, but as my family members who own a business. Um, and that, you know, sometimes asking for a raise is a little bit harder because I see the total amount that, add, that adds up to in a year, and I know that takes away from them and what they're trying to do with the business. And, you know, I don't want to put myself in jeopardy, um, but I also don't want to put them in jeopardy.
1: I would say my advice on that, Bill, would be, like, if they're running it as they should, and I've worked for them, and I know they're good people, they're they're running it, you know, they're focusing on business first regardless of who's employed
0: oh yeah very much so, so
1: if you go to them as an employee not as a you know cousin billy or whatever just be like listen employee to boss this is what i'm at this is what i need you know and i understand where you're at and whatever but is there something we can make work
0: right and, and please don't take me wrong it's not like you know I, I go in there because i am family and i get treated differently or anything like that no um, i know that it's more of the fact of and I get where you're coming from like I need to separate it not so much that they need to separate it
1: you need to compartmentalize
0: right and you know maybe that's something that I need to handle because I personally I can talk to like a regular boss manager absolutely no problem Uh, it's part of my personality I know what I need out of life I know what I want out of life you need to make it happen or I'll go find someone else who can right to me it's very simple um there's some people who work like I do, and there's some people I don't. Um, I look at a job as a form of payment. Uh, I put in a service. I am owed a certain amount. Uh, if I believe I'm putting in more than my share of the service, I believe that I am going to do a higher amount.
1: Proper compensation. Uh,
0: yeah, and to me, it's, it's a very straightforward mathematical process, like cut and dry. Um, and like I said, my hard part is seeing it from the family perspective so compartmentalizing is like you said probably my key that's Uh, what
1: you gotta do right
2: now what do you guys think like i personally think that talking to your boss is vastly different pending on trade Mm -hmm. like john and i we work similar trades you know i'd now work in the maintenance technician aspect and he still works construction but man back when i worked construction I literally had a boss, I could walk up and be like, alright, listen dude, I've been busting my ass all all week, I've been being paid this, this is what I deserve, if you don't like it, I'm out. And I could put it to him like that, and the very next day he'd be handing me a bonus. CNF- Moving forward, this is what you'll be now making, here's an advancement towards that.
1: Like you said, it definitely depends on trade, because <laughs> construction workers can let fly with whatever kind of language, and... You know, due to the tenure of working with one another so long, you know, if a person's being serious, or if they're coming at you all yeah. threateningly, you know, can't kind of do that in like an office job or something. No, like, it I'm
2: lucky. Definitely makes it harder. My bad. You're good. I'm lucky enough to where currently. I'm um, about to move on to a new venture, as a couple of you guys know. But my current boss. Well, one of them, because i took me off, because I work for such a small property. I can go to him, and I can talk to him like I talk to you guys. He's down-to-earth, dude. All he asks is you show up, show up on time, do your job. So if I got something going on, I'm lucky enough to where I can approach him like a friend or just a normal guy. You know, he's got kids of his own. He's been through the whole game. So if it's family-related, he gets it for a lot of time, even, like, situationally.
0: That really is nice when you can approach your boss like a friend, yeah. um, you know, like an equal.
2: He's very much still a boss. If I mess up, he's got my head, but... <laughs> well, yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and, and that's how
0: a, a good manager or boss should be. Uh, they should be able to, you know, put, put down the law when it needs to, but at the same time be approachable. Um, you know, I... Now, Jimmy, you work in a kitchen. I've worked in a kitchen before, and yeah. that's a totally different environment oh, yeah. altogether. Yeah. I don't even know
2: what that environment's like. Oh, man. Well, I mean...
3: Think Hell's d- Kitchen. It depends on the environment, though, too. <laughs> like, it depends on the place. Like, some kitchens... It's like... it's all Some kitchens, kitchens, worse than construction with the mouths and shit.
1: You know? But... Yeah. Um, We'll have to do a uh, comparison side by side because I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> oh,
0: I've worked both. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, Bill. What's I'm, your perspective I'm on that? With Jimmy, uh, I, I've worked both. You can be on some job sites that are foul mouthed, and then you can be on some job sites where people don't cuss at all, and you can be in some kitchens where. Everyone cusses, and then you can be in some kitchen where uh, everyone cusses. Oh, I guess. <laughs> everyone is, so uh, everyone just cusses in kitchens. Oh, well, I mean. now, I've worked in five star establishments, and uh, Jimmy, you worked there with me,
3: right? No, I don't think I worked at that one. Okay.
0: Um, but that being said, uh, I worked for, uh, I, I don't want to name names, but I worked for an absolutely amazing chef, uh, and he cussed like a sailor. Uh, his whole crew cuss like a sailor. They just didn't do it in front of
1: the patrons, right? Not up in the front of the kitchen. In the back of the kitchen, yeah, it's it, all right. In
0: the back of the house, you want you want you want a perfect summary it...
1: of it. Seriously, just go watch waiting
3: because like that right. movie will give you.
0: Right, uh, there's some things. I mean, well, I mean,
3: yeah, I mean, some stuff stuff's exaggerated, but like just the. The, the way that they are with their comfortability with each other and stuff that's true uh, in a
0: Walking kitchen environment battle, you are much more comfortable than you are in um, a lot of other work environments um, you know you get a camaraderie when you work in a kitchen that you just don't get in other places uh, I mean you're you're in the pits of hell in that kitchen it's hot enough anyways that you really feel like I mean you've been through a battle Uh you know, whereas in other jobs, I mean, I've, I've worked construction jobs where I've worked with people that I really like it. I've worked with people that I dislike, and at the end of the day, it's not the same feeling as a kitchen. Um, you know, I, I've worked a lot of different types of jobs, and nothing compares to that feeling and camaraderie that you get in the kitchen. Um, you know, I've had hobbies that have definitely given me better camaraderie and different camaraderie, uh, there's very yeah. few people after the kitchen environment that when you leave, you stay friends with. Um, sometimes it happens. Not yeah. often.
2: I think a lot of that boils down to if you You kind of look at things. Um, aside from looking at the cast of Pirates of the Caribbean, a lot of the backhouse guys I know for restaurants, they're, they're spending time together, you know, 13, 16 hours a day. Yeah.
0: And but... That's what I mean. Like, you go through a true battle together. It's You're spending right. all that time it's together.
3: A, it's a very, very, I mean, it's a passionate industry for a reason. Like, you're with these people cooped up sometimes, cooped up, because you've got a small-ass line. Yeah. And, like, you're with them, like you said, 12, 16 hours a fucking day sometimes, and you just... Right on top of each other. Right, when stuff goes smooth, it's great it's a great freaking feeling you know you can rely on the guys next to you to get your shit done and then you got the flip side of that where sometimes you know it's just a fucking train
2: wreck dude you bumped going to be for the 154th time today if you bump <laughs> time, i will put this <laughs> knife through your chest you're gonna be the next order 15, Try you know. me. and it
3: get you know it gets to some people like not not everybody can do it that's that's for damn sure um
2: no i can i can relate to that um The only reason why I would disagree with Billy's point on being you will never find that camaraderie outside of the kitchen is for when I was working for Solid Surfaces, man. I was doing countertops, bathroom, kitchen remodels. Man, I was driving all over the place. I worked down in Albany. Damn near Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. (laughs) But no, we had jobs that were literally like so far north that we would, you know, be talking to a Canadian on one side and you know we'd be talking to a buffalonian on the other but we'd also be so far south man that we'd be in pennsylvania you know and you got you got all the straps, and you got between four to six hours of drive time in some of these jobs and then you're expected to do four or five jobs a day it could be small jobs could be huge jobs yeah i literally spent 19 and a half hours with somebody and they paid for a hotel room for us down in pennsylvania
1: and you end up bunking with them. Wow. So you're actually with them fucking Even 24, longer. 48, 72 hours, depending on how long you're fucking wherever you are. We
2: now, did three. We did six jobs till We did three on the way down, and then we did three on the way back. Luckily, if three on the way back. We're plug and play small tops with a couple of backsplash. I mean, it's.
0: Now, all right. All right. So I can agree that camaraderie is made there. 100%. You've made a friend, it's different
1: there's different yeah it's a different type of it's just because of the
3: industry itself you know it's it's a service-based industry so you got to make sure you're putting shit out perfectly jimmy to people it's actually a good
0: point i got a serious question for you here bud and quickly have you ever seen one of your kitchen co-workers all sacks
3: not recently, but it has happened in the past. <laughs> the brain. When you were
0: uh, when you were staying overnight on that job, building this camaraderie, did you ever see your coworkers nutsack?
2: I did not see his nutsack of that time. <laughs>
1: I, I got I got one for you here, Bill. One of the uh, one of the guys left his phone in the the work trailer overnight. And the foreman thought it'd be a good idea to take a picture of his sack and set it as his phone background. So beautiful. when the guy comes that's in to find fine. his that's phone beautiful. next day, Flick, oh my god! <laughs> and no, of course, there's four funny. other people standing over his shoulder because they want to see if his phone's dead because they're fucking, you know... Got him. <laughs> right, got four all in one shot. Ah, everybody take a look at my nuts. No, Shove that dropped
2: to the goat. <laughs>
1: um, I, I just...
0: From working different fields, I just don't think the
3: camaraderie
0: is the same.
2: Well, if you want to keep going off a of ball sacks, I have a hell of a story. So like, it's, geez, it's I, not I, even I <laughs> your ball sack story. It's all
3: exactly day. what I said. It's it's the fact that you build gargle. It's ball sacks. Boom boom, 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 boom. Shit's got to be perfect. Like yeah. <laughs> you, you're serving so many people so quickly, just caught that. and like the smallest fuck up can fuck a whole dish, which can fuck a whole table, which which then fucks the front of the house. It's what happens in, nope. like, you're, you're doing then construction, makes a scene, say somebody UK drops arrests, a goddamn right. countertop. Yeah, that's your bad. You're going to lose that money, but it's not that big of a deal to waste another week waiting for a fucking countertop versus, like, somebody sitting there hungry.
2: False. <laughs> you can pick up and go <laughs> no, somewhere and, else. Yeah, Jimmy, Coming from, I I I'd own. have to
0: disagree with you on that one if you fuck up on a job. site, so you done gone. go
1: yeah, and up. They, they well, don't I mean, kick you off and get someone cheaper to replace your ass. Now, when yeah, I say I did yeah, countertops, just saying, like, I didn't... Just, what insurance is
3: for? You can't insure a plate. <laughs> I wasn't
2: doing like laminate. I was doing custom granite and quartz countertops. Man, if you drop a granite top, oh, you're dumb, not only son. did you have your boss pissed, the homeowner pissed, but you got the boss pissed, the measure tech pissed, the homeowner pissed, the guy that did the slab
1: yeah, printing out,
2: the guy that ran the CNC machine, you got the polishers that fabricated in the shop pissed, okay. and now right. you got your Yeah, your but as you, you as the guy that and dropped it's coming that out of your countertop, paycheck.
3: exactly, as that guy that dropped that countertop. How many of those people do you got to deal with? All of all them. them. All yeah. of them.
0: <laughs> all of them. They all come and fucking yeah. ream you, one dude. Trust me, Jimmy. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say, like, on this point, you might not be right. You're overstepping
1: your and this there, is buddy. why
2: <laughs> I don't install
1: counter <laughs> Me either.
2: That shit Touché. sucks. <laughs> well, Trust I, me, man. I got pretty good at the job. I don't know. I loved it. it, I, it I, I,
3: it's just. It's just. I guess the 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 rapid pace of yeah. the environment really I can understand like, it doing and doing kind counter- like you're getting it. like you're getting thrown to the wolves immediately like, I haven't been in an actual kitchen but I worked Rebecca's in a construction site they're having to years, find the counter stretcher so. fucking for three hours you know they're fucking dicking with you when you first start
2: listen with the new guys we actually did that so that's
3: funny <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so uh, me and Jimmy were talking
0: about that earlier it doesn't matter what field you're in someone's gonna mess with
3: you you start in a kitchen it's usually like yeah here's a tour of the kitchen an hour of training and boom, wolves. The new guy that
0: doesn't in get fucked shit. with is
2: not liked by the crew. Right.
0: right. <laughs> so, I mean, that being said, I, I work in... The uh, 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 words, words? Meat market. <laughs> that being said, I work in a meat market. Uh, we don't have a basement. Uh, we have solid concrete floors with drains in them for obvious reasons. Um, every time we get someone new... And, you know, we like them. We always tell them that they got to go to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and they will spend a good hour Looking going for around, the door. <laughs> and everyone will tell them a different spot. And they'll be like, no, 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 they sent you to the wrong basement. You got to go over to the other side of the building and go to that basement. Oh, my God. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, so when that yeah, doesn't... to go to the
2: pressurized refrigerated area, dude.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, so exactly. When that doesn't work, we tell them that they have to get the freezer stretcher. And because we have a big freezer, and we're like, no, 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 we need to add more stuff to it. So you got to go with the freezer stretcher. It's, you know, it's over in the garage, but...
1: Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: but behind the actual freezer... We and get
2: the board stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's by the blinker fluid and the muffler bangs.
0: Right, the left-handed screwdriver, the glass
1: hammer. Everyone's got one. Can I get a handful of chalk?
0: <laughs> you know what? That one doesn't work when... <laughs> oh it works
1: trust me i've seen it
0: work well that's what i was gonna say so someone actually asked me that one time and me being an idiot (laughs) i know what a chalk line is i know how to fill a chalk line i was like okay well they obviously want the chalk so i brought over the uh whole bottle the the bottle of chalk and they were like no 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 i want a handful of chalk not that chalk and i was like okay well i'll go open the new bottle no big deal and I opened the new bottle oh and my I, God. and I put it in my hand. <laughs> and I, I walked over and I was like, okay, well, here's my handful of chalk. And <laughs> they all laughed like, John is right now. Uh, so obviously, um, it, I'm just going to say it was my father who did this to me. My father got a picture of chalk. <laughs> uh, I thought it was hilarious. Everyone else thought it was hilarious. My
3: father, not so much. <laughs>
1: I made my fucking night,
3: dude. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that story, John. I mean, if somebody told me to do that, at that point, it would just be a powder me moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
2: I just kind of, like, threw it at him. Insert cat. Whoa. Oh, well, that's why he got upset. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got a pimp slap. Um, oh, my God. Yeah,
0: that's,
2: uh, <laughs> that's life.
1: That's too funny. A little bit of <laughs> hay.
2: But no, really, back to the nut sack story. So, I was under a granite top. For, tell me about your sack, Maddie. Did your sack hang, loose Is a bubble to and fro. Can you tie it in? Uh, Can you tie no, it in I a can't. boat?
3: But Which um, tube sock is it in today?
2: <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm trying to tell a story.
3: I'm trying to tell a story, guys. I don't ball sack that nobody wants to hear. <laughs> I kind of want to hear the ball
2: sack. Listen, it way. was a ball sack I didn't even want to have to come in contact with. And I didn't. So why just are the you ball
1: making
0: sack? us is come oh, in contact? Oh, there was contact?
1: Hang on. No, we got to hear the story now. <laughs>
0: Wait. I didn't even catch that. Hold on. <laughs> Daddy, did you I'll pick
2: it up on everything. Sack? Let me tell the story. Okay. All right. Tell your story. <laughs> he said story. contact. <laughs> I have rubbing alcohol. <laughs> oh, there was rubbing.
1: Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. Probably alcohol involved, too. now. <laughs>
2: Alright, so when you do like um, quartz and granite countertops and you do an undermount sink, one of the most common ways to do it is you use a wiring harness. John, you I don't know if you do finish work or just framing, but um, when you to tighten that harness up, you use a three sixteenth driver nut. So I was, I was drawing up the sink and um, I felt one of the wires get twisted, so I went to sit up and, and grab a pair of pliers and pull the wire. Well, I didn't realize that I was doing that. The guy was um, standing with his legs over top where my waist was. Oh, nice. Oh. I slid out from underneath the sink basin and went to sit up, and I just went. <laughs> <laughs> right into the balls. <laughs> the best part is the homeowner was literally sitting at a kitchen table the whole time, so she straight up watched me just go. <laughs> oh,
1: no, the first noise was so much better. Bong.
2: <laughs> Face <laughs> 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 just contact like right with it just <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> all this dude could all this dude could do was look down and smile and say hm.
0: i mean what do you say in that situation
2: at that point i want to be like huh? <laughs> <laughs> come here often <laughs> well
3: hopefully he wasn't happy <laughs> I mean, I had my
2: mouth open when i sat up i would have been like <laughs> 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 oh man so I may not have physically been able to see it, but I definitely cupped it with my chin. <laughs> <laughs> definitely he touched it. Bald chinian. <laughs>
3: Bald chinian. Oh man. Did you always have that cleft in your chin? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's where they went. What if you grew the beard. If it's scruffy, then you're not gonna lug like it.
3: <laughs>
2: wow. Um Nobody oh. likes a face full of Chewbacca. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, gentlemen. Uh, That being said, uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up.
2: Uh, Edit this a little bit, but please, come on. We gotta post this.
1: uh,
2: I think there's some some snippet.
1: There's got to be something that's usable. The ball story.
2: Come on. I am full on burying myself with a ball sack to the face story. The handful (laughs) of chalk. Dude, (laughs) I thought he was gonna be like an. All he wanted was Copenhagen. Nah, bro. It's a handful of chalk, not chalk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that being said. Uh, oh, all right. We're going to do our Just the Tip segment. Uh, does anybody have a segment that they want to put in here, or am I going to do mine?
1: I ain't got nothing.
2: I mean, I kind of have a little something.
0: Gentlemen, Just the Tip.
2: So, um,. Fun fact, I actually learned this from the Tiki Talk. So, if you're going doing the whole missionary bit, if you lean back a little bit and you put your hand on top of her admin and press in as you're thrusting, you stimulate the G spot from two separate areas, inside and the outside.
0: True. It works. Uh,. Yeah, well, it's
2: been a couple of months, but I think it still works.
0: So <laughs> it's it's actually where the uh, the G spot lines up. Uh, so you, it's right above the pelvic bone uh, on the abdomen, uh, and it I actually mean. works in a couple of different positions. Uh, that one does well, uh, but what you're doing is you're kind of like pressing in, so that you're reaching above the the pelvic bone, and pressing down right where that stops, uh, kind of like the deep end of the pool, if that
3: makes sense. I mean, is that going to work for guys with, like... <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: Listen, no matter how actually... big you are, the inside area is still the only same diameter. So. Yeah, so,
3: so that being said, this is Well, this I, mean, is you still you, gonna... I mean, you got to be able to actually get in there now. <laughs>
0: this is going to be able to help most guys uh, because w- really where that is for most women... Um, Most guys are able to hit that area. Uh, It's about angle, and if you're able to put pressure on that, you're able to help yourself kind of hit that area with less of an angle, if that makes sense.
2: A really easy way to do it is if you lay them on their side and you take their opposite leg and you curl that over and you lean in on that leg, you apply the same amount of pressure.
0: That's a tip for another time. I'll edit it. We we don't want to give them too much. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, we're not going balls deep on this, right? <laughs> Got it. Swing, swing.
0: All right, and on a totally separate note, this week, uh, dude to dude, go spend some time with your grandparents. They really miss you. I'm calling everyone out. Well, that's the end of our episode remember, if you guys found some enjoyment out of this, if you got some value, maybe laughed a little bit, go ahead and share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it on Facebook. It'll really help us out. And, you know, the more that you guys help us out, the more we can help you out. Remember, this is just a comedy podcast. Try not to get butt hurt.